Royal Rumble is this Saturday. We just passed Raw 30, and we had a very emotional AEW Dynamite. We're going to talk about it all next on the Squared Circle Psycho Babble. My name is Michael Valenti. Joining me is Ralph Valenti. Ralph, let's start it off with AEW Dynamite, where we saw a very emotional main event. Mark Briscoe making his AEW debut against Jay Lethal, and it was all in honor of... Mark's brother, Jay Briscoe, who tragically passed away after a horrific car accident. He was only 38 years old. Actually, AEW Dynamite would have been his 39th birthday. And it was a very good main event and very emotional, as I mentioned. Nice to see that at least Mark Briscoe finally got onto AEW after many years where WB Discovery would not allow the Briscoes on. but. Tony Khan fought hard, as he said, to get Mark Briscoe on, and they were able to honor Jay Briscoe with that way that the show closed out. And the ratings even showed that fans wanted to see the Briscoes at some point in AEW because for the first time in quite some time, they reached 1 million viewers on AEW Dynamite this week. Yeah, they they definitely did. And, you know, I think there's a, a couple of things that I definitely want to make sure I say. And, and first of all, I mean, I know many times, you know, whether it's because of the booking or uh, the matches or whatever the case may be, we've been critical of Tony Khan uh, on the show. And I want to just make sure that he gets the credit for what took place last night. You know, I think at heart, Tony Khan is a fan. He wants to make sure that the fans get uh, everything out of AEW, and not just AEW, but the wrestling industry in general. This is why they work uh, with New Japan Pro Wrestling. This is sometimes where they tend to put on those dream matches and try to cater for maybe a, a, a more hardcore fan base than, say, uh, the WWE or some of the larger promotions. Um, so I definitely want to make sure he gets credit for this because, you know, I think a lot of the narrative that was getting kind of pushed around was that WB or the higher ups certainly did not want uh, uh, the Briscoes at all affiliated with AEW in any way, shape, or form. And I, I'm just happy that Tony did whatever he could to make sure that Jay got the recognition that he he so rightfully deserved, and that his brother got to go out there and have this match. The tribute video was was awesome. The match itself was very good. Um, it, it's obvious that no matter how many times fans want to act like there's you know, this, this divide, which there certainly is a divide at time. Um, but it's encouraging to see that, you know, fans alike can kind of come together for things like this because all throughout, you know, the past couple of weeks or the week, however long it's been since this accident, you've seen nothing but good things come from all fans all across wrestling, all the major, all promotions, really, I shouldn't say all major promotions, just uh, promotions in general, um, you know, giving, giving the support, uh, to the Briscoe family. And, you know, it, these things are definitely tough. I think as you, as you get older and, and you, you start to, at least for me, you, I, I have a young daughter and, it, you know, just kind of hearing the news that that happened, the way it had happened and just kind of the follow up with, with his daughter, you just hope for the best for both of them and just hope they have a speedy recovery. And, you know, it stinks, but I, I think that last night was a good way to, be sure that they recognize Jay Briscoe and everything they've done for wrestling in general. Maybe, you know, what I would consider probably the best tag team to not really go to what I guess you would consider like a, a major promotion like the WWE. And, you know, they've always been a team that, you know, I remember when I was watching videos of Brian Danielson 
way back when on YouTube, like they were right there. People were always talking about them, whether it was on YouTube or, you know, different chat rooms and stuff like this. Like you got to You got to You got to check these guys out. And I think this past year, even though maybe they didn't work in some of those major promotions and unfortunately didn't get the opportunity to do it in AEW, um, their matches uh, with with FTR got them the recognition that I think even, you know, beyond just the hardcore fan base. So, um, yeah, I think overall, I thought it was a very good match. I thought it was a very good show and good way to pay tribute to to Jay Briscoe. So, yeah, I think what I appreciated most from this was the commentary during the match, just telling people for those that have never seen the Briscoes wrestle before, because if they only watch WWE and AEW and don't branch out into things like ring of honor or, you know, other promotions in the independent circuit or Japan or whatever, they talked about the Briscoes career and how they were so influential in tag team wrestling. I mean, you, you, hit the nail on the head. They probably are the best tag team to never really make a national television scene, whether that was WWE or AEW or even in years past with WCW and WWE during the Monday night wars, they were, they're up there. If not the best tag team to never, you know, be on national television. And the fact that you have WWE going out there, and offering their condolences to Jay Briscoe and his family. You see countless WWE wrestlers. You see Kevin Owens with the armband as well. Um, you know, just that's that's making an impact right there. Yeah. That so many people went out of their way to pay their respects and offer their condolences and promotions, you know, mentioning the death and offering condolences, even when he's never stepped foot in those promotions. It's definitely true because as someone who, you know, watches mostly WWE, AEW, and New Japan Pro Wrestling on occasion, I've never watched the Briscoes, but know the Briscoes just because yeah. of the the way they're talked about among fans of the IWC. And even when you're watching Being the Elite, you know, before they came and AEW became a thing, the Briscoes were mentioned. and watching their promos on Twitter and stuff like that. And it's just a shame that it only took Jay's death to finally have Mark Briscoe put on national television when so many people felt like it was long, long overdue. I understand the situation, why WB Discovery didn't want that, but it was years ago. He Jay apologized for it. And I've even seen some wrestlers in the LGBT community go to bat for the Briscoes and say like, you know, they're, they're changed men. So Mm -hmm. that's all you ask for. And you know, it it sucks that those that only watch national television wrestling did not get to see the Briscoes. And I, for one, you know, I'll try to go back and watch some Briscoe matches and those that want to give me some, you know, matches to watch, let me know in the babble section. I know, Ralph, you mentioned the FTR matches. A lot of people are probably going to throw those out there. Probably the best trilogy in recent time when it comes to at least tag team wrestling. But I will say, Mark Briscoe, given the nature of the situation, went out there, 
wrestled his heart out and gave a damn good match with Jay Lethal, who in his own right was emotional. Even as the bell rang, you could yeah. see the, the tears in his face. So they did a good job. And the fact that the fans got, got there and watched and gave it a good rating just goes to show you how much they supported the Briscoes, even if they never were seen on national television. Right. No, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, unfortunate circumstances that led to this. Um, but all around, like I said, just just a great job on, on on AEW and Tony Khan and everybody involved. Jay Lethal, like you said, the uh, the, uh, the emotion that he showed at the beginning of the match, I couldn't I couldn't believe uh, uh, Mark was able to hold himself together throughout that. And um, yeah, like I said, unfortunate, but last night was at least a good way to pay pay homage to him. So you know, good on them. Yes, definitely was. And it was a very good show for AEW Dynamite. Like I said, it, it got a good rating as well. First time in a while they reached 1 million viewers too. But, you know, there's a lot of talk this week in WWE as well because it is Raw 30 Monday and then coming later this week, the Royal Rumble. So let's talk about Raw 30 for a little bit. As we talk about ratings, <laughs> the Raw 30 had some damn good ratings. They Posted 2.3 million viewers and had a 0.70 across the three hours in the 18 to 49 demographic. And Dave Meltzer is reporting that the opening segment that featured the trial of Sami Zayn had a 0.80 rating in the 18 to 49 demographic, which the whole hour reached 2.6 million viewers. So a damn good rating for Raw 30. I thought it was a very good show. Compare it to Raw 25. I think this was miles and miles better. The question is, though, can they keep up the momentum? Can they capitalize from this, Ralph? Can they capitalize? It's going to do them a lot of favors heading into the Royal Rumble, which, well, I don't know how much... I don't know how much that show itself will do to draw fans to the Royal Rumble other than the first segment, which in my opinion is, uh, there's a few things I want to say. And I know the second time I said that, but there's a few things I want to say here. Anybody that challenged the legitimacy of either the bloodline or Roman Reigns or any of them to be a legitimate attraction or draw, I think that was certainly put to rest. I think all of them across the board have proven time and time again, and especially in this segment, that there's more to them, especially Roman, than just saying, acknowledge me. Um, um, this storyline with Sami Zayn, and I've been saying this for a while, seems to be one of those things that is kind of taking a, a life of its own, heading into the Royal Rumble, which is, for me, no doubt in my mind, and I know we'll get to this, probably going to be the most important decision that Triple H is going to make as a booker. As he said later on in the show, this booking stuff or this storytelling stuff, what did he say? This booking stuff is not this, easy. Yeah, this and this is going to be easy. his hardest decision to decide who to put over in the, in the rumble because there's so many things that are going into this. Now, I thought personally, the first hour of Raw was the best hour of Raw I've seen in a long time. I thought this was the best segment I've seen in Raw in a good number of years. Yeah, a lot um, of people so would yeah, agree with that. I, I, think this is, I think this was a really good reflection on WWE a good reflection on the bloodline and the whole Sami Zayn storyline is I, I we'll see what it translates to uh, for Royal Rumble in terms of people actually tuning in and viewing. I think there's a lot of excitement surrounding this pay-per-view coming up. 
Now, I'll admit that Raw 30 was in Philadelphia. And that is a quote-unquote marquee town. Like, the hardcore fans are going to be in Philadelphia. So EC Dub. You know, you got the EC Dub chant going when Heyman's talking, whatever. But when U- Jay Uso asks the fans to raise their fingers up for Sami Zayn and not a single seat was was down and everyone's fingers are up. That's when I thought Sammy's got to win the rumble. Does it remind you of anything? Do you remember when Daniel the, Bryan turned the on yes uh, the Wyatt family? Yeah. It's, it's kind of like that all over again. Like the fans are letting you know, like Sammy's got to win this Royal rumble. Sammy's got to be the one to take down Roman. And I've been one that felt like it's got to be Cody. It's got to be Cody. It's got to be Cody. I just don't see it with Sami Zayn. But I mean, after seeing that, and it could just be that it was Philadelphia and it was just the hardcore fans speaking their minds. But even the ratings showed like they were invested in this segment as well. Even if it went 30 minutes, you know, they were yeah. all for it. So the debate can be discussed. Is it Cody? Or is it Sami Zayn? And, you know, you have this test for Roman Reigns that he says Sami Zayn has one more test. What could that test be? Is it is it that can he keep Kevin Owens from winning on Saturday? Or here's what I think it is. Does Sami Zayn win the Rumble? And the test is, will he forfeit his opportunity so that Roman Reigns doesn't have to face him at WrestleMania? That would be interesting. That would be very interesting. I think the dynamic, the, the, the two biggest things going into uh, the Royal Rumble, in my opinion, is the dynamic between Sami Zayn and the bloodline in Roman Reigns and obviously Cody Rhodes making his return. Mm-hmm. Those are the two biggest storylines going into a Royal Rumble that, you know, in my opinion, on paper and for what could potentially happen with this pay-per-view... I think there's a, the, more intrigue going into this Royal Rumble than I've, I've felt there's been in a, a long number of years. Yeah, it's, I mean, maybe 2020 had some good intrigue with, with Lesnar going at number one and see if he could run, go run the table. It was. Um, I mean, and, you know, I, I know we're going to talk about this, but I, I'm just talking in, in general. The, the, there's, there's two major storylines going into the night. And I feel like there's a couple of big question marks that we're going to see play out Mm -hmm. um, and maybe even some debuts. So, you know, but let's let's talk about Raw 30. Yeah, and I think you're talking about that. Yeah. The other thing I think a lot of people were talking about coming out of Raw 30, it was actually somewhat of a negative side was the lack of women's wrestling involved on this show or acknowledging the the history of women's wrestling I think the only women's legend was Alondra Blaze. We had the Bella twins go on Twitter and kind of rant about it, but then they expressed that, or they said that they were part of a media tour. They had nothing creatively for them, so they weren't on the show. But you also have on the other side of this, heading into Saturday, only seven women announced for the Royal Rumble. That's less than a third of the field, Ralph. And you have a lot of people pretty much saying like WWE might have regressed in their women's division. Do you think that there's some validity to that criticism? Or do you think this is social media fake outrage? 
I, I actually kind of do agree with the regression part, um, but I don't think that's at the fault necessarily of WWE or the talent or anything like that. I just think they're in a kind of a transitional period right now. Sasha Banks, for whatever reason, walked away. Naomi walked away. Sasha Banks is For whatever maybe, reason, they, they treated the women's cha- tag team championships like garbage and they didn't want that done. No, and that's a legitimate reason, but but she that's a huge talent is what I'm trying to say here. That mm-hmm. you you're not just gonna replace her with some NXT call up. Yeah, they've got people who they're trying to get to that point, but a natural there's gonna be a natural uh regression when you lose one of the best female wrestlers in the world. That's that's a no brain. That'd be like if I were to say, okay, if I look at AEW a year from now and Britt Baker and uh let's say Thunder Rosa go to WWE and you look at the lay of the land. Well, yeah, it's easy to say they regressed. I don't think it's because, you know, oh, well, there's nobody talented there. It's just there's nobody to plug in in that spot. Um, but the now, booking hasn't been good. I'm both I don't or SmackDown. I don't disagree with that. I the don't disagree with that point at all. In the Rose, women's division. Uh, SmackDown's been particularly bad. The Alexa Bliss stuff to me is divisive. The, not everyone's going to be into the spooky stuff. Not everybody's going to get into that storyline. So some people love that. Some people are going to hate it regardless. Um, so yeah, you're, that's, that's going to be divisive. I don't think anybody sees her as a, well, I shouldn't say nobody sees her as a legitimate threat because the whole Bray Wyatt, Uncle Howdy thing, who knows how that's going to play out. I imagine that's going to have some sort of payoff at the Royal Rumble. But no, I, would, I wouldn't disagree with that. The one thing that I would disagree with to a point because I know you had mentioned fake outrage. I myself was disappointed with the cage match. And I think that's where a lot of the, the disappointment stems from. Because we didn't get the cage match. Mm-hmm. I think that some people are using that as a crutch to just complain. Because it's for the sake of complaining. But I think if you look back at what this show was supposed to be. Which is heavy nostalgia acknowledging the the past of Monday Night Raw, it to me, it seemed like the most obvious thing that could have been cut given the fact that that segment at the beginning of the show went over. And I say that because, one, you can't revisit a DX segment two weeks from now. This is the nostalgia show. It's obvious people tuned in for the nostalgia. They had a huge bump in the viewership and the ratings. We already acknowledged that. So people tuned in because they wanted to see nostalgia. I would have loved to seen Bailey and Becky, uh, but that doesn't mean they can't revisit that match next Monday or they can't revisit it somewhere down the line. They did the best they could given the circumstances that they were put in. You're not going to have Ric Flair come out next week. You're not going to have DX come out next week because next week is not going to be a nostalgia show. Next week is not Raw 30. So in my mind, I'm looking at this and I'm like, People are upset about this and I'm looking at the segments and I'm like, this seemed like the most obvious thing to be cut, especially considering to my knowledge, neither of them are even moving this feud forward on the pay-per-view, right? They don't have a match on, on at the rumble. I don't believe. No, as of so right in now, my mind, as of yeah, right in, now, in my mind, not... I was like that, that to me was going to be the most obvious thing. I just think people are being unrealistic about the situation. Well, it doesn't help matters because it it's still another women's wrestling segment. But did Bianca and Sonya have to have their match? You could have done a, a, have a short, you could have done the promo segment and then that's it to cut time and keep the cage match. 
That was advertised. And then you cut the advertised match out. And I I don't disagree with that one bit. Like I said, I was disappointed. That was one of the matches I was certainly looking forward to. Um, But again, like it's easy to look back on this now and say they made the wrong call. I mean, I, I, I would, I would think it's more likely they're going to revisit that match and give people that the opportunity to see maybe not a cage match, but I'm pretty sure we're going to see Bailey and, and and Becky somewhere down the line, probably next week. I would guess maybe a hell in a cell Um, match. That's a good point. And the, and the other thing too is, you know, for what it's worth, yes, you're right. They've only advertised X amount of women going into the rumble, but it's kind of hypocritical to say they're not, they're ignoring women's wrestling when on Saturday there's, there's legitimately going to be a Royal rumble with, well, I didn't say they're ignoring them. You didn't say that. I've seen other people saying that alluding to the fact that WWE was ignored. I mean, I thought somebody made a really good point because somebody, I, I forget who put this on Twitter. They were like, well, everybody's disappointed that, you know, we didn't get women's wrestling on Monday night, but how many people are going to tune in to watch NXT where they're going to have a ton of women's matches? It's a pretty valid point, you know, fair point, fair point. And, and I mean, there are plenty of women's wrestlers that are coming up through NXT. You got the two from toxic attraction. You've got (laughs) Tiffany Stratton. That's gotten a lot of people talking lately. Um, even if you want to throw in lash legend, which I know she's far, far from ready from the main roster, but still they have a lot of Lacey um, Evans will be making a return. Lacey Evans. Does she get managed by Sergeant slaughter with this whole uh, operation Cobra clutch thing? You know, the only other thing I want to add to this about Becky and, uh, and, uh, Bailey Bailey is that, <laughs> Look, it's no secret. We've said it here. Many fans have criticized damage control. Mm-hmm. I think people like Bailey. I think people like Becky. I don't think people are clamoring to see Becky Lynch. I People like Becky, but I certainly saw a lot of people kind of dogging her and saying, oh, she's already put back in the top spot, challenging for the title. People were critical of damage control, and now they were disappointed that they didn't get to see damage control and Becky. And it's like, you guys complained about them for weeks, if not months. Now you're disappointed. (coughs) I don't know. Fans will be fans. I'll admit fans can be fickle at times, but I think this week was warranted that they didn't get a cage match that they should have gotten. And they couldn't bring out Trish Stratus or Lita or, you know, they had Mickey James last year in the Royal Rumble. Can she show up for Raw 30 or what's Melina doing? You know, there's plenty of women they could have thrown other than Alundra Blaze, who's just there to play poker. There's some segments you could have gotten rid of. Did you need like four backstage poker segments? No. No. But I will say one thing that I did like about Raw 30 before we headed to the Royal Rumble itself. One thing I liked about Raw 30 compared to Raw 25 is Triple H and whoever was helping with writing this show and booking this show, they focused on having the, the nostalgia acts put over the current and future talent instead of, oh, let's have our favorite, you know, let's play the hits where Triple H pedigrees and then Sean does a super kick and then Road Dog does his, you know, jab punch dancey thing and X-Pac does a Bronco buster on FTR and then you know they put Imperium over they put Charlotte Bianca over they put LA Knight you know having 
a promo segment with The Undertaker and The Undertaker not doing the choke slam, but throws him over to Bray Wyatt. And what is Undertaker saying to Bray Wyatt? Who knows? And Hulk Hogan microphone wasn't working, which a lot of fans were fine with. So I thought fine with me. No Austin, no Vince, no rock, which was interesting, but still a good show. Nonetheless. Now let's head to Saturday night. The Royal Rumble, my favorite pay-per-view of the year, honestly, to get ready for it. I watch every single Royal Rumble match, so let's make some predictions. First match, let's just get through this because I think this is going to be some some shit show, and that is the Pitch Black match, brought to you by Mountain Dew. LA Knight versus Bray Wyatt. I don't know how this is going to work. Every time I see pitch black match, I just think of Savio Vega versus Stone Cold Steve Austin at Beware of Dog, that strap match when the power went out and they still had the match, but then they had to redo the match a couple nights later because no one was able to see it. You're thinking That's of the what wrong I'm match, figuring man. here. You what? don't need to be thinking about that match. You need to be thinking about Jake Roberts and Rick Martell. That's who it had. The, right? <laughs> Isn't that who had the, the, the blindfold, blindfold match? match? And then it was Triple H and uh, was it Mick Foley? In a blindfold match? Triple H had a blindfold match with, I'd have been, was it D'Lo? I'd have to go back and figure that out. I I remember remember at one point, I vividly remember Triple H arguing with the turnbuckle and going to punch the turnbuckle. (laughs) Now that you bring it up, I do vaguely remember that, but I don't remember who he was wrestling in that match. You could be right with it being D'Lo Brown. I'll have to Hmm. look that up. Favorite Royal Rumble that you've watched this week? I mean, I have to catch up because I haven't really watched many because I started a new job and my focus has been on that new job. But the ones that I have watched, 92, 2001, um, 2003 is a good one. Is that when Triple H won? No, that was 2002. That's a good one too. But 2003 was when Lesnar won. Um, 97 when Austin won the first time, that one's, that one's decent, but watching like ones like 95 and 96, like the two that Sean won as Sean Michaels is my favorite, but like, man, it was tough going through those rumbles. And especially with like 95 being so short, it was, it still felt like an hour, but it was only a 35 minute match. Yeah. Sad. But all right, so lights out match. Who do you got? I'm going with LA Knight. I'm gonna so go with LA Knight. I'm going with my logic here of the man that went down on the go home goes over on the actual pay per view. So unless there's a segment on SmackDown, because we're recording this Thursday night, uh, I'm going with LA Knight going over here. I think Uncle Howdy gets involved. Do we get a reveal of who he is? I don't know, but yeah, I think uh, LA Knight gets the win, but. What Bray Wyatt are we getting? Are we getting Eater of Worlds? Are we getting The Fiend? Are we getting Uncle Howdy? Are we getting some hybrid? I think The Fiend needs to be saved for major pay-per-views. And this is a major pay-per-view, but his first match back, if he's going to lose, and I do think Uncle Howdy's going to play a factor in this, and I think that um, LA Knight's going to win. So I'm going to say that we don't get The Fiend. I think this is just going to be a different, just a, I'm Bray Wyatt. Not like the cult leader, just, just, just him. Bray being seen. Bray. Yeah. Whatever that means. But all right, speaking of Bray Wyatt, Uncle Howdy, let's go to the next match. 
Raw Women's Championship, Bianca Belair against Alexa Bliss. Do we see some involvement with Bray Wyatt or Uncle Howdy here with Alexa Bliss? Or do we see just nothing and Bianca just retains? This is tough. It shouldn't be tough because Bianca Belair going and defending at WrestleMania makes too much sense. But how do you build up this character of Alexa Bliss and build this dynamic with Uncle Howdy just to have her lose? Could say the same thing about Bray. I don't think I don't think Bray losing he loses anything from that. If Bray loses, they could find some weird way to build him back up and say, okay, I'm going to come back as the fiend and he's right back where he is. You could do the same with Alexa, though. If she loses, then she, you know, starts going back to like Alexa's playground version of Alexa Bliss. I, um, I don't know. I'm going to go with Bianca just because I think she's, she's, she's. Got to be, in my opinion, she's easily top five women's wrestler in the world. Uh, well, we'll say in the major promotions for right now. She's got to defend at WrestleMania. No, no doubt in my mind. So I'm, I'm going with Bianca. All right. I will agree. Bianca Belair. We'll see some kind of character development in the loss with Alexa Bliss, but I don't see Bianca dropping the title anytime soon. So let's head into the other championship match on the card. The WWE Undisputed Universal Heavyweight Championship. For the third time in Royal Rumble history, Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens will be facing off for the Universal Championship. Kevin Owens won the first time, ironically, in the Alamo Dome. Second time, it was in the Thunderdome. And Roman Reigns won thanks to a referee stopping his count in a last man standing match because Paul Heyman couldn't get the keys to work. So here we are two years later. What is Sami Zayn going to do in this match? Does he get involved? Is he going to cost Roman Reigns the Universal Championship? What do we got, Ralph? I don't see Roman losing. I don't see it. Um, Even if you think that a portion of the rumors that have been suggested are true. You talk about, you know, them making a major push for the rock at, for WrestleMania. And, you know, in my opinion, they don't need Roman versus rock or they don't need the title to do Roman versus rock, Mm -hmm. but they wouldn't make, they wouldn't push for what they were pushing for. Assuming it's true that they were trying to get the rock. If they didn't intend for Roman to carry the title to WrestleMania. I love Kevin Owens. I think he's done a lot of good things. I think that the past year for him has been amazing. I think, you know, people, he's one of those guys that was put on the back burner for so long and his loss to Steve Austin, I said this, I think right after WrestleMania was two guys that came out of WrestleMania looking good in defeat were him and Sammy. I stand by that. This past year has just proven, I think, that that theory correct. He'll be a champion again. Roman's time doesn't end on on Saturday. I mean, do they go the route that they did with Seth and have KO win by disqualification? And does Sami Zayn cause the disqualification somehow? I could totally see that happening. I could see Sami Zayn costing Roman the match. I could see 
Sammy turning on Roman so that Kevin Owens wins the Universal Championship and then Sammy wins the Rumble. And then the main event is Kevin versus Sammy for the Universal Championship. But I feel like that would be similar to what we had with Jericho and Kevin Owens, where, yeah. you know, people wanted that as a Universal Championship match. They were expecting that as a Universal Championship match. And then it ended up being for the United States Championship, went second on the card, and AEW came to fruition because of it, basically. So I don't think it's as easy as like, yeah, Roman's definitely retaining and leaving Royal Rumble. I think the percentage is like, I'd say 70-30, Roman walks out as universal champion. Really? Yeah. I would go I would go as high as 90% because you think about what WrestleMania is, it's got to have that you got to have the cash cow. You got to have the attraction and you've put years and years in effort and storyline into building this uh do, somewhat dominant, you know, somewhat sneaky. That he he's the cash cow. You're not going to take the title off of Roman Reigns with that streak that he's accumulated over the course of the past however many years going into WrestleMania just to have him lose to Kevin. And again, I love Kevin Owens, but uh, Roman Reigns to me has got to be the main event of WrestleMania and it's got to be meaningful. And I don't see Kevin Owens spoiling that. Fair enough. Maybe Sam, I mean, it all depends on what Sami Zayn's doing and how they progress that storyline because it's going to be fun regardless. But well, we're going to talk about the men's Royal Rumble in a minute. But first, let's talk about the women's Royal Rumble. As I mentioned before, only seven women announced for the Royal Rumble at the time of this recording. So there's going to be plenty of surprise entrants. I mean, you want? let's just start off with that. What surprise entrance do you see going in this women's Royal Rumble match? Should I say Sasha Banks, Naomi? I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't um, think Sasha's coming back. I know you want that just because you predicted it, but Sasha's not coming back, Ralph. She's gone. Um, I don't know. You could probably say Trish, Lita. Michelle McCool. I, yeah, I mean, you're going to get the... Molly Holly, I think the, Unfortunately, we've kind of seen the same rumble with different outcomes for the past number of years. Lacey Evans, I think, will probably get her return. Um... Ultimately, I don't know how much any of this matters because I, I think this has got to be Rhea Ripley's year, in my opinion. I'll throw a surprise entrant at you. Talking about returns and everything. What about Nia Jax? If, yes, if the reason why she was released had to be with COVID vaccines and that necessarily doesn't mean anything anymore. I mean, get vaccinated if you want to get vaccinated, but it's not like you're required to for job purposes. So maybe sure. she gets signed back. Maybe that helps with getting The Rock back and Nia Jax in the Royal Rumble. Some people, there's like this craving to see some of the divas, like in the divas era, be part of the Royal Rumble. Like, do we get Melina? Do we get Maurice? Do we get Layla? Do we get um, Oksana? Like, I can't even remember all these women. Kelly Kelly, I know she's been on a couple times. Does she come back? Bring back Victoria because she didn't get her return in front of fans. She came back during the Thunderdome Rumble. I think she was recently on Impact not too long ago. That I don't know. But pretty sure. 
I don't know, but all right. Iron Woman. Who do you think goes the longest in the Royal Rumble? Shotzi Blackheart. So Shotzi Blackheart, that would technically be a surprise entry because she was written off TV, but you say she's going to go the longest. I think she was, was she the first eliminated last year's Royal Rumble? She had a short Uh stint. Could be. She didn't have, she wasn't in there long. I think it was like two minutes, if that. I think damage control. I think either EO Sky or Dakota Kai will be one of the, the uh, iron women in this match. They got to do something to really bolster damage control as a threat. And while they're doing a better job at that since Bianca Belair's feud ended with them, I think they just need to do a little bit more and add to that. So most eliminations. Most eliminations is going to be the one who's going to win it. Rhea Ripley. So you have Rhea Ripley winning with the most eliminations. Absolutely. Does she break the record of eight held by Bianca Belair and uh, Shayna Baszler? I'm going to say yes. They have booked her. It's not like she's had a ton of matches, but they've booked her to look very. Sh- I mean, for God's sake, she's getting in the face of uh, what do they call him? Street soldier. So, so is Sokola. So the uh, street champion. So is Sokola. Solo Sokola. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. Uh, Actually, I could see some history being made. I think Rhea Ripley will be the first person ever or first woman ever, however you want to phrase it, to win the women's Royal Rumble and appear in the men's Royal Rumble in the same night. I agree. I definitely could see that happening on Saturday. Definitely. She's definitely winning. I could definitely see her getting the most eliminations. I will even say she's the first woman to hit 10 eliminations in a women's Royal Rumble match. I could totally see that happening. I don't know who right now can beat Rhea Ripley unless they go back-to-back with Ronda Rousey and revisit Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania. Don't do that. I mean, yes, I'll admit Ronda missed Charlotte Flair. That can help her through a good wrestling match, but no, no. You already did it. They had good matches. Have someone else in that spot at WrestleMania. So men's Royal Rumble match. Surprise entrance. We already said. Could totally see Rhea Ripley being in this match. Making history as the first woman to win a Royal Women's Royal Rumble. And enter the men's Royal Rumble. In the same night. What other surprise entrance do you see here? Now 15 men are already announced for the Rumble. So the field's a little bit smaller for a surprise entrance here. I'm I'm gonna spread the uh, surprise entrant to potential surprises, and uh, you know I, I think that there's there's a lot of things that can happen. I, I think you know a lot of question marks are guys like Edge because I, to my knowledge, he's not not a guy that is uh, announced for the Royal Rumble. Um, he's not. I don't believe Brock Lesnar is announced for the Royal Rumble. He is not. Uh, we know that him and Lashley have some tension. Can that play out in the Royal Rumble? There's probably a good chance of that happening. Um, Seed will definitely be planted for the WrestleMania feud there. Yep. Uh, somebody lesser known, at least in terms of comparing to people on the main roster, Carmelo Hayes. I think he's a guy that might make an appearance in the in the Royal Rumble. I know Stone Cold Steve Austin has been getting t- into tremendous shape, and that can just be because he's trying to get himself back into tremendous shape. But I follow him on Instagram. 
And uh, he has been working out for a good number of months and he's looking in great shape. And is he getting ready for the Rumble? Is he getting ready for WrestleMania? I know if the glass breaks at any point throughout the night, people are going to go ape shit, especially considering there's also the rumors swirling about The Rock. I don't think any of that needs to happen for this Royal Rumble to be good or intriguing, but those things can potentially play out. And then you have the other rumor that probably started because either somebody made a really big mistake of teasing this or may have let the cat out of the bag, but Jay White. I don't know how much stock you're going to put in that. A Twitter post, but why would you put that? Zero. Same know, thing man. as same thing as Britt Baker using the the boss line in the wink. It's the same thing. It's going to get people talking. It's ill advised, and Jay White's not going to be there. And everyone's going to say the Royal Rumble sucks because Jay White was promoted and didn't show up. Even though that WWE on BT Sport is a Twitter account that WWE does not really oversee, like their actual WWE social media accounts. I, I don't see Jay White showing up. I would not be disappointed. Right. But. I don't see Jay White showing up. He still has that loser leaves New Japan match with Hikaleo next month. So, yeah, I'm not seeing that. And plus, I don't even know if he's actually going to be leaving New Japan Pro Wrestling. His like the the news about his contract constantly changes. It's like, oh, his contract's expiring. Then it's like, oh, he signed a seven year deal five years ago but it was really like three years ago. So when's his contract actually ending? I have no idea. It changes every day. So I don't see Jay White showing up. I will agree. I think Brock Lesnar shows up to either eliminate Lashley or gets eliminated by Bobby Lashley leading to their match at WrestleMania. Make that match in the fight pit, by the way, that's gotta be in the fight pit. Let them legit shoot fight in the fight pit. Do it. Get an MMA referee in there from UFC. What's the guy's name? That's like, let's get it on. Or, you know, the, the big referee. I don't John even know McCarthy. if he's refereeing it. What's his name? Big John McCarthy. Yeah. Him. He doesn't get ref him. anymore. I don't believe. Well, get him ah, as a special, get him as a special guest referee for this match. Get Bruce Buffer to be the ring announcer. Leave Dana White out of this. So he doesn't slap anybody or cause a slap fight in this thing, you know, but definitely put this in the fight pit. Def, I would make it the, the first night main event if that's the case. And if you have to have Bobby Lashley win the United States title to even add more prestige to that match, do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, some other surprise entrance, though, I'm calling it. It's in San Antonio, home of the HBK. former two-time Royal Rumble winner, HBK, Shawn Michaels. He's going to... Have him come in at number one. <laughs> Why not? Put him in at number one. I call that a surprise entrant. Ric Flair. Oh, good God. <laughs> Ric Flair, one last time. He Maybe. looked terrible in it, but yeah, I'm calling Booker it. Booker T. How many years has it been now that he's trying to push to get into the Rumble as a surprise entrant? Is it four years now? I mean, he was in the Rumble. That was probably like, what, 2012, 2009? He, it, when Punk was the leader of Nexus, he made his return in the Rumble as a surprise entrant. No, it was after that. No, I, I'm positive wasn't it. The, wasn't it the year where Booker T, JBL, and Michael Cole were all in the Royal Rumble? It could have been then too, but I, I'm certain that he came out 
and it was what was that guy's name? Mason Ryan, uh, CM Punk, and one other person in the ring, and Booker T's music hit. People well, were nuts. Was it the same Rumble where Punk was eliminating people and then cut a promo and then eliminated another person and cut a promo? That was 2010. Could have been. That was the one Maybe Edge watch one, that one as a surprise entrant. Is Edge going to be a surprise entrant? Randy, I, I think again, so. Who knows? Randy Orton, Tommaso Ciampa, AJ Styles. If these guys are healthy, do they make appearances? Mm-hmm. They might. That's they might. why I think this Rumble could potentially be. I mean, if you can get Riddle, another guy. If you can get. Oh, Riddle. Yeah, Riddle's back. I think it's been six weeks since he's been written off yeah. for his rehab. Let's imagine just just you have the intrigue. You got you got Cody. You know he's already in. You got Sami Zayn, maybe. He's not announced, but he's in. You got Brock Lesnar. You got Bobby Lashley. And then you throw in surprise entrants like Randy Orton, who's been gone. You throw in Riddle, who's been gone. You throw in Edge, who's been gone. AJ, who's been hurt. That shapes up right there on paper to be a really good Royal Rumble because those are a lot of big names that have been gone, and it's not like we're seeing accustomed to seeing them every single week. So there's already going to be fans that are going to be clamoring for that. With all that said, who is getting the most eliminations? There's only two Bobby names Lashley. that come up. Walter. Those are the two. Gunther. It's either Gunther or Bobby Lashley. And it all depends on who enters first. I could totally see both of them getting like eight or nine or ten. Like have yeah. a cane type performance in the Royal Rumble. But I think Lashley with his storyline with Lesnar I think we'll kind of shorten it. So I'm going with Gunther as the man that has the most eliminations. Now, who's the Iron Man? I got two guesses. It depends on who comes out number one, but I think both of these guys have a really good chance of being number one. Uh, Cody, I think there's a really good chance Cody comes out and either goes all the way to the end and wins it. Um, or Theory. I think Austin Theory can really shine in this in this paper uh in this main event i would i assume this is going to be the main event but so if I, I think so if theory does become the iron man again well if he does this year he would be back-to-back iron man because he was the iron man last year and i don't know if that's ever been done before someone having back-to-back iron man's in the royal rumble it would fit the narrative that they're pushing with him well vince is back so it's possible this would be one way to show if vince mcmahon is running creative have Austin Theory be the at least the Iron Man of the Royal Rumble for the second consecutive year. Hell, have him win the damn thing. That would be Vince's way of saying, I'm back as executive chairman and taking back creative. If Vince is back in creative, the final test for Sammy is to help, Ro- help Roman win the Royal Rumble or some weird shit like that. And just have fans just be like, Booing the crowd like that would be the that would be just a typical Vince thing. I'm gonna go with Seth as the Iron Man. Not a bad choice. And then gets eliminated by Cody Rhodes. This is where I'm unsure. Because a number of things can happen. The Rock can win the Royal Rumble. That is a legitimate thing that could potentially happen. Mm-hmm. Cody can win the Royal Rumble. It may be mm-hmm. the most predictable outcome, but sometimes the predictable outcome is the thing that needs to happen. Um, and I would be 100% fine with that. Sami Zayn can win the Royal Rumble. Which can Seth also Rollins, be predictable. Yep. Yeah, 
Seth Rollins can cost Cody Rhodes the Royal Rumble. And they can revisit that feud one last time at WrestleMania to bring everything full circle. Or Seth Rollins can win the Royal Rumble. I have no, no clue what direction this Royal Rumble is going to go this year. I really have no clue. I have a guess, an educated guess. I have a semi-educated guess. I'll let you go first. All right. I am going to say I think Cody's winning the Rumble this year. Last eliminating. Who does he eliminate? It's got, if, if Cody's winning, it's got to be Seth. It has to be Seth that he's going to eliminate. Okay. Here's what's happening. Sami Zayn is going to enter the Royal Rumble. He's going to get incapacitated and thrown under the, or through the middle rope and just disappears. Disappears, right? Cody and Seth are the assumed final two of the Royal Rumble. Sammy's still incapacitated somewhere. And commentary doesn't even mention Sammy's still in the Rumble, right? Cameras don't even go to Sami Zayn, but he's incapacitated. Seth and Sam, uh, Seth and Cody go over the top rope, a la Bret Hart and Lex Luger, a la Cena and Batista, and both hit the floor at the same time. Everyone is looking who whose feet hit first, whose feet hit first, conversing, going to the replay, and all of a sudden you just see. Sami Zayn climbing up and rolling into the ring and the bell rings. Ladies and gentlemen, your winner of the 2023 Royal Rumble, Sami Zayn. So you think Sami is going to win? That is how Sami Zayn is going to win the Royal Rumble. The one thing, if Sami Zayn's going to win the Royal Rumble, the one thing that they have to make sure of, and, and again, this is why I think this is Triple H's biggest task, because he's got two, what I, in my opinion, two really hot guys going into this. He's got Cody, and he's got Sammy, and I don't know what he's going to pick or what he's going to decide, but the could one you thing see, they can't... Could you see that Cody wins or Sammy wins, but the main event ends up being either a triple threat or a fatal four-way with Roman, Sammy, Cody, and Seth. Kind of like what they did with Triple H, Benoit, and... Yeah, yeah I mean, yes, Well, but... I was thinking more WrestleMania 2000 where The Rock got one, but really got eliminated. Then they put Big Show in, and then it added tri- um, Triple H and Mick Foley, and it was really more of a storyline with the McMahons than it really was the four that were actually in the match. I guess you can't. Honest to God, I think the biggest question, there's, there's a lot of things that are known going into this. We know there's a dynamic between Sami Zayn that could play into this. We know Cody's coming back. We know we're probably going to get some dynamic between Seth and Cody. I imagine that's going to play out in the Rumble. The biggest question mark that I think has yet to be answered is, is The Rock going to be in the Rumble? And if The Rock is in the Royal Rumble... There's no way he's losing. He's going to face right. Roman Reigns, I think, without question. The, the, the biggest question, I guess, from that is, how do fans react? Will the fans embrace 
a guy like The Rock, who is one of the big, maybe the biggest star of all time in pro wrestling, going over the darlings or the guys that are, you know, the, the hot guys. We've seen this mistake in the past. Not to this level. Batista's not at that level, but I don't know. I don't know if fans would be okay with it. I really don't. I think it's a such lot of, a weird dynamic I, right now in wrestling with I the think fandoms. a lot of fans feel the ship has sailed on the Roman versus Rock match. Like it should have happened by now if they were going to do it. And now yeah. no one cares because you have Cody Rhodes and his redemption story, and you have Sami Zayn and this bloodline story where it's not necessarily needed anymore to yeah. have the rock versus Roman. Only in a business sense does that make sense. But from a storyline and programming sense, you have two legitimate guys and that will be there for the future of WWE. The Rock will be there. He'll put Roman over and then we're back to, well, who's going to dethrone Roman? And the the thing is, whoever wins the Royal Rumble isn't necessarily guaranteed to beat Roman at WrestleMania because we've seen this before. Many, many times where the Royal Rumble winner does not win the championship at WrestleMania. It just means they get the match. It doesn't necessarily mean they main event. If you go back, like half the people that have won the Royal Rumble don't main event WrestleMania, even though that's how they promote it. The one thing that I don't think that I, that I think Triple H should definitely avoid is Cody and Sammy need to be kept apart. Cody cannot eliminate Sammy. Cody cannot eliminate Sammy last. That can't happen. That will cool Cody off, in my opinion. You mm-hmm. will split the fans. You'll get that automatic instant backlash. So if, if you have Cody win, the Rock's not coming, Cody wins. Do you have Sammy in the Rumble to begin with? I don't think he needs to be in the Rumble. I think it really depends on what's that last test that Roman was alluding to. You know, I, I, I think it's Sammy ha- if Sammy wins, does he forfeit his opportunity to Roman? I stand by what I had said about Sammy. I think the only way Sammy beats Roman, you know, you can do it in a way where Kevin Owens comes out, you know, the ref's knocked down, Owens comes out, he costs him the match. Sammy loses the bell at the first pay-per-view or the next night on Raw. Some, he's not going to be a dominant champion, um, but just to get the moment, I think is cool. I think most fans would probably be okay with Sammy and Kevin Owens dethroning the Usos, though, for the tag titles, too. But I just don't know if we're beyond that. I don't know if Sammy's after after pop- Monday popularity after Monday. It's like you're at that crossroads now. Like you have to make the decision right now. I could totally see them still going the Uso route because it was Jay that went up to bat and that could just be a ruse and he turns on Sammy and the bloodline turns on Sammy and then it starts the KO Sammy reunion against the Usos. But at the same time, Sammy could start a mutiny with the, with the bloodline and everyone turns on Roman too. Only time will tell. We'll find out Saturday night and then Sunday morning, we either be praising it or shitting on it. I don't think it's going to be like a, eh, it's okay. Like we'll know what the route that they're going and whether or not it's the right route either way. But let us know your predictions in the babble section. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SCPB podcast. And to get unedited and ad free episodes, make sure you come to SCPB plus 
just hit join underneath the video here. For Ralph Valenti, my name is Michael Valenti, and thank you for watching the Squared Circle Psychobabble.